Hey, 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 you are strong and capable, and it's time that you knew it. So in this show, we're talking about leadership, mindset, mental health, authenticity. I want you to look in the mirror and love the human staring back. So if you're ready to dig into who you are, where you're going, and how to get there, if you're ready for real talk all with a side of glitter and laughter, then you're in the right place. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Strong and Capable Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget Heller, and I have the fabulous, the empress I'm calling her, Miss <laughs> Gina DeVee on the podcast today. I'm so, so excited for you guys to meet her. She's incredible. You want to say, hey, Gina? Absolutely, Bridget. Thanks so much for having me. And hello, everyone. <laughs> if you don't know Gina, she is the author of one of my favorite books. I told her I need to be like on an affiliate link or something. Yes, I have it right here too. The Audacity to Be Queen. So good. So good. I was reading it even last night and just so many times out loud saying, yes. And my husband's looking at me like, really? You're over there just digging. I mean, everything about this book, I adore. So many beautiful nuggets in it. Gina is a lifestyle and empowerment coach and brand. She has a whole brand, Divine Living. It's incredible. It's this beautiful space. When you click onto the website or are in her Queens Club, you're just like, yes, I have arrived. This is where I should Aww, be. Good, 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 good. I love it. So this month we're talking about intention of the heart. Mm. And right, intention <laughs> of the heart and how that affects our life and the actions we're taking. And mm -hmm. really, that's so much of what this book is about. So mm -hmm. when I was reading it, that's why I reached out to you. I was like, yes, you need to come talk to the audience about this because you're the queen of it. Uh -huh. So would you mind sharing, Gina, a little bit of your story, kind of where you started to where you're at? Because I think you're such a beautiful example of living with fire and intention and passion and turning it into something. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. I mean, um, you know, I'm a school teacher's kid from Detroit and, and grew up, you know, we weren't rich, we weren't poor. It was, we were taught to go to college, get a job. There were so much, there were so many conditions in the programming of, you know, there's not enough and you can't do this and you need to be practical. And, um, and yet at the same time, my parents also taught me, you can be anything you want to be. And so I think I had this just conflict inside, like, did I need to be reasonable and practical and little Miss Perfect, or could I go be myself and have that be okay as well? So there was just a really long journey in finding my own way in the world to be at a place where I am living life on my terms, to be at a place where I realize that life doesn't happen to us, that we create our realities. And, and certainly our perceptions and our experience of these realities also. And so um, I have a master's degree in clinical psychology. I was a broke struggling psychotherapist living at home with my parents until the age of 30, $75,000 in debt. Like I thought all that was happening to me. And I just, you know, hoped that one day my life would be better. And I thought that if I worked harder, that that's how then I would make more money. But I was working 75 hours a week and living off of $2,000 a month and wasn't getting anywhere. And I thought something's got to change. And so I went for geographical cure. I went from Detroit to LA because I was like, they all seem beautiful and wealthy there. Um, then I got there and it's, a, no, LA was actually very, very good to me. Um, 
And but I I did get introduced to the concepts that I really live by today, which is there is no lack. And when we, particularly women, live by desire and, and trust our passions um, more than practicality, that the universe connects the dots and figures out those pieces that we've been taught our whole lives, that we have to be the ones to do it and fix it and hustle and just do it and work some more um, and that there's not enough all at the same time. And so I don't subscribe to those belief systems anymore. And I think that in a lot of ways, my life uh, reveals that. It definitely does. It definitely does. And one of the things I appreciate, appreciate about what you've created is I know as a woman, breaking free of those conditioning and those expectations and those thoughts and you know all the all the things that come with that once you start to break free you feel very alone and isolated and you feel different and so one of the things I appreciate about what you've created is that it's this beautiful group of women who are breaking free and choosing choosing that even if it is alone but realizing they don't have to be alone that there are other women that are rising up and saying, no, we can have it all. We can have it all. Absolutely. And that we're actually meant to, you know, there isn't a spiritual text in the world that talks about lack or constraint. You know, all, all the spiritual wisdom talks about abundance. It talks about prosperity. Now, it, you know, it's not about making any of that a God, but it is also not about living with less than enough. Mm -hmm. less than enough self-esteem, less than enough love, less than enough resources for you to live your destiny. So um, yes, stepping into the understanding that you can be, do, and have everything you desire is truth. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a beautiful truth. And I think actually what you said is interesting because when we come from a, from a place of lack, we actually make it more of a God than if we come from a place of abundance. Totally, totally. Because you end up worshiping that, right? When you're in fear and you're in survival, you have to be self-obsessed. And so that's all you're thinking about. And yet when you go and you create abundance and prosperity, that's when you get to be more generous and that's when you contribute even more. So precisely, Bridget. Yes, yes. And that, that was a huge shift for me a few years ago. I was like, oh, oh, oh I can release this. Mm -hmm. I don't have to make it on a pedestal. It doesn't have to be there. That's mm -hmm. amazing. That's totally. amazing. Okay, so when we're talking with intention of the, um, of the heart this month, one of the things I have an awake community and we, we already were diving in every week we dive in and we talk about these subjects. And it was interesting because what came up already was that so often we think we have an intention, but if it's not set firmly in our heart, if it's not set there firmly, then all the things, like you said, then life happens to you instead of for you, if you yeah. don't have these intentions. And you had this quote in the book. I have to, I wrote it down because I was like, yes, you said wanting doesn't count. A queen gets real about her priority and is, makes a decision one way or the other. I think wanting that word wanting is similar to trying. Mm-hmm. there. Mm -mm. Yeah, you know, I'm look at if wanting were would have worked, we'd all be skinny billionaires by now. It just it's absolutely useless. And in fact, wanting is a lack term. So when you say you're wanting something, you're actually saying, I'm acknowledging that I don't have it. And when you acknowledge that you don't have something, 
that you want to lose weight or you want more money or more clients or more clarity or whatever, a new house, whatever it is, you're saying, I don't have that right now. And the brain is, and the subconscious work together to get you what you are declaring. So when you are, you know, in the beginning was the word, when you're using your words to declare, I don't have this, that is what you will experience. That is what you will have. So the work becomes the way of the feminine. And I write about this uh, in chapter three in my book where most of us have an injured feminine instinct, which means we're not great at receiving. And we are overly masculine, which means we're overly relying on the masculine energies, which is the concrete, the tangible, the predictable, the practical. So if we can't see it, then we don't believe it. So then therefore, if we don't see the money that we want in the bank account, or we don't see the soulmate show up, or we don't see the scale moving or whatever it is, then that's what we're believing. And our vibration is emitting, this is what's so. Rather, the path of queen relies on the feminine, which is the spiritual connection, which is being able to see things not as they are, but as they could be. And this requires an actual defying of the physical evidence. So I will share with you something that I haven't actually even gotten out into the world yet. So you're getting this hot off the presses, Britta. So if, you've, if anyone's been following me uh, for any amount of time, you know, I just spent the last 45 days in Italy, primarily looking for a farmhouse. And I finally like narrowed down the, this like huge region of Piemonte, Piedmont in English to this like 20 minute radius that I wanted to put in. And there's so little inventory because it's a very prime location. And then, and we went into house after house and this one wasn't right, that one was And then I went into one where I was like, ooh, ooh, I think this is it. Like it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So after the viewing, we go and we sit in the piazza with the real estate agent. And he's like, well, someone else is looking at the place. And we're like, of course, someone else, like you're Italian and you're in sales, like, like, please. Um, I was like, we're very interested. I wanna call an architect to come and look at some of the renovations, see if it can actually happen. Um, to take a look at it and then we'll go from there. That was a Thursday. Friday, I got a call from the realtor saying there was an offer on the house and it had been sold. So it's out. So I sat there and I paid attention and I was like, Mm-mm, it's my house. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's mine. And I'll tell you why I'm pretty sure it's mine. Not only did I love it and it's where I want to live, but um, three years ago, when I was looking to move to New York, I was listening to a Gabby Bernstein book and she was talking about looking for her house. And she was talking to a spiritual teacher that said, look for a sign, look for a sign. So Gabby picked the sign of an owl and she found an owl and she found her house. And it was all, so I was sitting there, I was like, well, I'm looking for a house. What's my sign? And it was like, ladybug, I'm a ladybug. So I'd go through all these like apartments and condos and stuff in New York. I, not only did I not see a ladybug, I didn't, the New York housing angels did not admit me and I didn't get a place in New York, which obviously turned out because it wasn't supposed to be there. Fast forward, I had completely forgotten about this. When I was sitting in the piazza with that agent, he was like, by the way, that house that you like, it's really close to one of my, to my favorite restaurant. And I said, what's it called? And he said, La Cochinella. 
And I said, great. I said, make us a reservation. I want to go check out this favorite restaurant here. And as we were leaving, he said, you know what La Cochinella means, don't you? And I was like, no, what? Because I mean, the only Italian I know is like Vermentino, Gavi to Gavi, which are like white wines, um, Fendi, Gucci, Versace, and Tartufo Bianco. Like that's my Italian. And he says, ladybug. And I was like, ah, I forgot about the ladybug. So then he calls me the next day and tells me that it's sold. And I was like, whatever people, it's, I got the ladybug plus they signed it during Mercury and retrograde. I was like, this is not happening. So as the, the agent was talking to me, I said, I understand that there's been an offer and it's been accepted. So the house has been sold. If for any reason that deal doesn't go through, why don't you give me a call? They're like, okay, but it's done. And I was like, yeah, just you let me know. So I hung out in Italy for another couple of weeks, expecting my phone call, didn't get it. And I was like, and they're like, we have nothing else to show you. There's no other inventory in the area. And I was like, right, because that's the place. <laughs> so I get on the plane to come back. I'm like now, you know, I'm now in Miami. I'm eating sushi. I'm going for Mexican. My world is different here. I'm getting my life, you know, back into work mode. And we were on our way for sushi last night. What did I get? The WhatsApp message. The deal fell through. <laughs> I was like, the ladybug. Oh, and then there's this other cool thing that like an actual ladybug showed up in my office in my Airbnb while I was there. So all of this to say, if we use the eyes of our heart more than our physical eyes, if we trust what we women know that we know that we know, regardless of what it looks like, what other people are saying, what the physical senses would indicate and place our faith and place our power and our passion and our desires, then we wouldn't get so derailed. I mean, my husband, God bless, and he's amazing. And he's like, Gina, it's soul. He's like, move on. And I was like, it's going to fall out. And this morning when we were talking, we we're like up at like four o'clock because we're jet lagged. And he's like, you really knew it was going to fall out of contract. I was like, of course, because that's what happens when you use the eyes of your heart versus your physical eyes. And it, I think what the story, the whole story you just told is, I mean, it shows how much you've practiced this to have total yes. faith in that. So that's one of the things is it takes work and practice to get here. My son has celiac disease mm -hmm. and he's had it since he was tiny. He's 16 now. Mm -hmm. When he first was diagnosed, there was not very much information out there mm -hmm. and there was nothing to eat. I mean, now in my mind, getting celiac disease is not even a big deal now, but back then it was a huge deal. And mm -hmm. I remember going through the store and really trusting. I had to trust my intuition. I did a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, a lot of study. I was really, and I would literally listen for like this. He can eat that. He can eat that. And, or you should try this wow. or research that. Oh, chills. But it was the most insane thing because if I went to the store with a doubting mind and heart, I bet, oh no, Bridget, you're crazy. What? No, you don't just get to know what your son should eat. That doesn't, that's not real. Not that wow. off. And then I get home and guess what? We'd be short the ingredient. I would find out it was safe, you know, and this is back when we had one car and three kids and it was an 
chaotic situation. So it was a true tragedy (laughs) that I hadn't listened to myself. And so Mm. I learned then that, I mean, really, truly, even the tiniest of things. Yes. And no. Yes. Yes. I was thinking what is to be is up to me. I had that in my room when I was little. Yes. It was like always what I had. My grandma had cross-stitched it for me. Mm. And I always thought this was like you said, the masculine version of push, go, go, go. And as we're talking, I'm really having this shift of no, what is to be is up to me is really so much more heart-centered, spiritually Mm -hmm. centered, is desire and that want to impact the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what creates what is to be. Absolutely. You know, because with this story, my other option and my, my younger self would have gone into despair, even anger, making the agent wrong. Why didn't you give me an opportunity to counter offer? And so you get what you focus on, right? So I would have been angry and upset and maybe burned a bridge and they, you know, like just create like, cause I would have been declaring, I don't have that house. I don't have that house. I don't, I can't have what I want. And so, um, yes, this is a very practiced, uh, emotional and spiritual muscle within me, but I will say this, it's a lot easier to keep the faith and be obsessed with what you are genuinely passionate about. I think that so many women in work, family relationships, they're shooting themselves so much that it's really hard to come from this place of fierce, non-negotiable, this is happening when you like kind of don't really care. Like not really, like if, you know, if you're trying to push a program out there in the world and it's like you're doing it because you need the money, but like it's not really what you want to do or you're showing up at work or you're like trying to fix a relationship that isn't really what your heart is vested in. That's where I think the, the wanting really also doesn't work. Like it has to be a non-negotiable. So women give yourself permission and give yourself the time and space so that you can actually look into your heart and say like, what are you obsessed about? What are you so passionate about? Because when you're coming from that place, it's, it's kind of easy to get lit up and be like, nope, that's fine. That house is going to fall through. Now it's like, you know, I probably just got an excuse to go back for Christmas, because now I have to relook at it and go back with the architect and, you know, all those kinds of things. Now we're in Christmas in Italy. That sounds so sad. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about a little bit with intention of the heart. One of the things that you kind of alluded to is you can get derailed really easily. Mm-hmm. So in the book, you reference it a ton. You have this great exercise you do. You say, I'm thrilled this is happening because. Yes. So do you do this? Is this your common when you're kind of bogged down or things are showing up? Is that your first practice? How do you get yourself re-centered, refocused? Yes. It's, it's my default. I've trained myself. It's my default, particularly with all things, work, clients, team, money, career stuff. So I can navigate pretty easily that way. Um, I've shared recently, uh, there's addiction that runs in my family and it has reared its ugly head and there's like children involved and it's, and so I felt myself with this ick feeling recently. 
And normally when I feel the ick feeling about work, I'm just like, okay, I'm thrilled this is happening because, and I turn my mind around and I can find it easily. And I was like, I can't find it on this one. And I'm not thrilled that this is happening. And I was like, Gina Devine, you did not put this exercise in your book and say, it applies to everything except when a family member has an addiction. <laughs> like you don't get exceptions to spiritual laws. So dig a little deeper, girlfriend. And I was like, mm. so that so it, there are there are some categories that I'm a little less triggered around that are easier for me to apply it. And so when I when I went for this one, I had to expand my definition of thrilled. So if anyone else is a little challenged um, with the exercise and can't really find thrilled, I could, I could access it if I went to, I'm grateful this is happening because um, I'm accepting this is happening because like in, you know, if anyone's read any of the um, Esther Hicks work, it's like, just find the next best emotion. Like you don't have to go from like bummed out or terror to excited like find your next best emotion. So I'm sharing this in case anyone needs to edit the exercise. Um, but then I was able to get to the place of, I'm thrilled this is happening because I was able to access it, but I had to stair step it. So, but most of the areas of my life, I'm thrilled this is happening because I've done it enough. It just, it'll completely do a 180 in an instant and it will put you on the track that you want to be on, not the one that you don't want to be on. Yes. And I think this is why it's so important, this whole feminine energy, masculine energy, when you're in the masculine energy of things and you're pushing, 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 you don't allow yourself the time and space to do this exercise. Right. So right. you have to, part of growing and becoming the human we want to become is giving yes. ourselves time and space to process, to learn, to recreate what's already been created, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking, I'm thrilled this is happening because that process you just described, that didn't happen instantly because it was a very hard thing. Mm -hmm. And so often in this world right now, we're like, oh, it's happened. I'm just grateful. Going to move on. Pretend it didn't happen. And, but it's still impacting you. It's impacting your every thought. It's in, impacting. We have a major family thing happening today and it's there, right? Whether I want to acknowledge it or not. And so... I have to give time and space to process that fully. Mm -hmm. to my intentions and move forward. It, you know, consciousness, it's such a beautiful thing. And when we know what consciousness is, and yet we're feeling fear or distraction um, or an energy drain of any kind, we know that that's not truth. And we know that consciousness is just about truth. So you have to protect that space to go into, okay, let me collect myself so I can bring my whole self into a higher consciousness where then even though the same thing is happening, the family situation, the addiction, you have an entirely different experience of it. Because once I did the work, it really wasn't the truth will set you free. The, the sobriety has not shown up yet. The addiction is still there. The same thing is still happening, but I wasn't hooked mm -hmm. in the same way. And, and that did take time and it did take a pause and it did take a, a slowing down and it did take a really being there for myself 
And also, you know, one of the places that I got to actually get to the place, I'm thrilled that the situation is happening because I realized I said yes when I wanted to say no. I realized where my own boundaries weren't intact. I realized where my old conditioning of people pleasing and saving the day and, and all of that showed up. And if that can show up, then that means it's not completely healed within me. And so, yes, I am thrilled that that is coming up for me because it's coming up to heal it. And so you can, you'll get to what you need to get to for you when you stop and really um, get yourself to the place of higher consciousness. And that leads so perfectly into what we started this with, you know, the intention of the heart, the power of no, because when you really are living in this different space, A, just want to note that you will see it very clearly because as we both mentioned, these are family situations. So if I'm in this higher processing, I've processed it and I'm not as attached to it. If it's not hooking me, as you said, then I can see clearly the difference in how my emotions are showing up and other people around me. And, and you're going to be like, what, what, what? Sometimes I forget. I'm like, oh, why is everyone struggling here? What's happening? You know, but it's because I'm making conscious efforts consistently to do the work and it's, yep. worth, it's worth it. But it also allows you to say no, because what you're doing is saying yes to the right things and mm-hmm. no to the things that no longer serve you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's healthy boundaries in a yes. foundational space. True, 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 true. Mm, okay. I love it. I love it. Well, our time is almost up, which is so sad for me. I feel like it has flown just yes. crazy quick, but Gina, I know the audience is going to want to find you. So how can they find you? Yes, yes, yes. Come on over to divineliving.com, D-I-V-I-N-E, divineliving.com. If you go to forward slash book, you can get the book. Uh, if you go to forward slash audacity, you can get the free companion course to the book. And you can also follow me on Instagram and uh, subscribe to my podcast, Divine Living. Yes. And Gina really does live divine. So you'll be fascinated by her journey as she's <laughs> going all over Italy and I don't know, California, Chicago, Florida, you're everywhere and you're living your best life. And it's so fun to watch your journey. It's just, it's beautiful to see you shine in the way you do. Thank you so much for your example. Oh, Bridget, thank you so much for having me. What an important conversation to be having. Thank you for all the work you're doing to lead the way for women to definitely live their best lives. Thank you. Hey friends, thank you for listening to this episode of the Strong and Capable podcast with our theme this year of saying yes to life. If you love this episode, please share it with your friends on all the social media things because we're everywhere. You can find me on Instagram at Brigitte, B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E dot Heller, H-E-L-L-E-R. Or you can find us on Facebook at The Strong and Capable. That's the free community. And if you're thinking, hmm, it's time for me to live awake, fully step in to who I am and who I can be, then go to www.thestrongandcapable.com backslash awake, or you can just go to our homepage and you'll find how to sign up there. From that point, I will add you to our private Facebook group and you will be Zooming with us every week. It will be amazing. I hope you have a good week. Remember, you are strong and capable. Thank you.